Thank you for downloading this edition of The Wrestling Journalist. Uh, I'm here in Dallas, Texas, so for those who follow the news or, you know, Texas news, uh, I'm in a snowstorm right now. I'm in the middle of a winter storm, so I, I re-listen to some of the parts where Gino is talking because, you know, it's me and Gino, and the audio isn't its best. There's a couple spots where he is a little robotic, but trust me, it goes away, all right? It definitely goes away. I come in clear as a bell. So I just wanted to let you know beforehand that there is some audio issues because for some reason when it snows here, the internet is like the first thing to go. So since the internet's not really working well, I still wanted to get Gino on Trova.live tonight. I will be joining Kevin Scampoli on Wednesday night for the whole effing show immediately following AEW Dynamite. But enjoy uh, this live this live edition of The Wrestling Journalist in 3, 2, 1. But welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the wrestling journalist. I, I like I have not been as invested in, in the actual world of wrestling. Because for those who know, I mean, I think we've been invested in the YWC world of wrestling for the last 48 to 72 hours. Um, I'm going to try and not do that tonight, Gino. I know you were there before we ignore it all the way. Gino, you were there last night. I made a guest appearance on, the, on Raw's fourth hour. Probably my, like, seventh time on that on that venture to be honest like the entire time it's been around since like 2015 i've been on it like seven times and uh i was there for a long time I had a great time with kev be cool I had to hear some defamatory comments about your boy here um but what how did, how did you think it all went down you were sitting there kind of observing right i was mainly just observing i was basically the wrestling observer i was enjoying this for content that you guys were producing from the content they were making about you guys and you were able to get your responses out there and hopefully we're going to get them to respond to our responses and then we're going to respond to their responses and just be an endless reaction cycle until the time we all slowly pass away and die i don't even want that i don't even want them to respond to it like that was my like just just how lengthy that is and the, the it would be better if like there would there was like a, a witty repartee that i knew was coming but i don't think there is one like i really do i think we kind of nailed it on the head it's just really surface level thought and that whole discussion in and of itself was based on oh my co-host isn't here tonight i got jd from new york hey jd there's this video about you let's play it like that's the only reason that that thing even existed talking shit pod isn't going to be the same thing this weekend jd jd didn't reference it on on his live uh probably his live thing last night so i think they have kind of learned like why just let that go like we we obviously we're next level thinkers here the video that we put out today is fantastic i flexed on them i i i love the messages in discord that i got you know people saying like hey what is your workout plan like why don't you ever talk about your lifting routine so i really enjoyed a lot of the, the feedback that i got from defending myself last night because uh, I was attacked. That's why Kevin had to have me on. I was the victim here. Everybody came after your boy. I'm not the one who did anything. I just talked about, hey, keep your chin up while you're deadlifting. So kind of a kind of a, a, an annoying video on their part. I'm glad that we got to, to retort. And our retort was lengthy. You know they're not retorting for that long. They went for almost two hours. We went for almost three. So we're one-upping them. If they do a four-hour retort, then yes, they fucking got it. Yes, I think they're going to maybe try to do a four-hour retort, then we got to do a six-hour retort. Even I might jump in there just to defend you even more because you have no reason to be attacked because you were just being the optimistic person yeah. like we will try to be. I'm always the nice guy, and and honestly, I still feel like, you know what? If these guys actually knew me, they would enjoy me, but everybody kind of commits to this internet world as reality. Like I spent all day not being on the internet. 
You know, and there's other people that don't do that. So if they're making their careers on the internet, my favorite parts are just to hop in the Discord every once in a while, see what everyone's doing. That's that's really all I like. I've deleted Instagram. I've deleted. I got some app that posted Twitter for me. Now we're going to be using that going forward. I don't go on Facebook. It's been a month. I'm on a social media fast for my church, and I'm loving it. I'm on a social media fast for the year. I think I, I'm just going to test that whole thing out. So big things in the works, Gino, without social media. I'm telling you, my brain's firing on all cylinders. Not watching porn, Gino. You just follow me on that one. That one seems to be helping out more than anything else. And for everyone wondering, the gloves are on because it's still 24 degrees. It's fucking cold in this garage, in the go rage out here. But uh, we, we have a lot of good things going on, Gino. So uh, there will be – I will probably sit here uh, at some point and get on a microphone and record because – I want to record all kinds of stuff, and there's times where it's like, should I go live? It's like, this might just be a 10-minute thing. I might start just doing 10-minute shorts that I'm releasing onto the Vleeties podcast feed. I think that's a good place for it, especially like talking about the gym. I've been obsessed with money lately, Gino. The Wall Vleet Journal is definitely a thing that's been in my head for several days now, several weeks. Since my social media fast, that's my new addiction is just watching videos on the stock market, watching videos on crypto. And this happened to me at the beginning of last year. And I fell off entirely. I put some money in an IRA. I didn't stick with it, though, Gino. So we're doing the latte factor. You'll learn more about that on the Wall Vleet Journal. But we are here to be wrestling journalists. That is what we do in our, in our, in our core. We love professional wrestling. And when we have our personal trainer make fun of it, we stand, up for, we stand up for wrestling. I knew you knew the reference last night when I did that. Because how do we just let some guy say, you guys all love something that everyone makes fun of? I was like, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> I love professional wrestling. And even when it's awful, I still have to defend it when somebody else is talking shit about it. And I watch Impact Wrestling. So I'm even worse than all, like, the people that are just watching, you know, the one that's on Peacock. I'm watching Impact Wrestling, Gino. I'm all in, dude. So um, we, I did watch Raw, too. Cause, so uh, to, be, to be transparent, I had no idea how long Kevin would need me for. I didn't know what I was going to be invited to. I didn't know when the JD stuff was going to happen. I like the organic conversations that Kevin and I have. So I was so ready to just be there all night, ready to talk Raw, ready to talk Cody Rhodes promo, ready to talk Rhea Ripley promo. So you and I have a lot of WWE to discuss. I know that we're typically the more niche side of things. We let everyone else do WWE. Our greatest episodes that have ever been downloaded are all almost exclusive. He says that fat fuck with the hammer is the real Mr. Pizza. Gino, you're doing great, all right? I remember you were going to do 8 minutes a day of Tybo. That's going to catch up eventually, okay? Don't worry. Don't let the he hate me's of the world talk you down. So, I've been watching a lot of WWE Gino now. I know that it was it was touched on briefly, and I know that people you know, the opinions are all out there. We're definitely late to the party here, Gino, but just let me let me hear it from you right now. What are your thoughts on the Royal Rumble, the entire event as it took place? I was able to enjoy and be sports entertained from top to bottom. I felt the entire card was well booked. We had the first, the male Rumble first, so that was made sense. We had Gunther look strong, be dominant from beginning to end, and then having him just lose to Cody in what was an epic one-on-one -on -one contest that the Rumble always gets to near the end. It was almost Sean Taker-esque. I, I do like... I do like when they have a match at the end because I, I knew Cody was going to win. Is Gunther about to win the Royal Rumble? But when they have a little bit of a match, I start thinking, maybe Gunther's going to win the Royal Rumble. Why wouldn't he? Like, Triple H is in charge. This would be a great way to really put this guy over. Let's have him win the fucking Royal Rumble. Like, I wouldn't have called that. That would be fun. Maybe him and Cody can even have a rivalry going into WrestleMania where Cody still somehow gets involved in the match or something like that. Um, 
So I thought that would have been fine. I My issue with every Royal Rumble, though, if I can be negative wrestling fan, is I'm always doing like, okay, we have five left. Who do we got? And I'm always doing that. So I'm sitting there and I'm going Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes. Like I just, in my head, those like I those are the four guys that I haven't seen yet. So Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes. Like, and I'm even predicting that being the order. And I don't want – why if you're going to bring Cody back and you're going to make him win – are they trying to have a lot of winners from number 30 because they did years of number 30 not winning? So now it's like 30 has to win because we've set this whole thing up that 30 is the lucky number, but only like three guys from number 30 have won. Like we need to have six years in a row of number 30s winning to make it more dramatic when 24 might win. Yeah, they want to change up the stats, fella. We want to have these stats. When we do then buy the numbers, it needs to be even longer. It needs to be 10 to 15 minutes eventually when we go by the exact stats number by number. When we get to that point that number 30 has a bigger chance to win than number 14, I number 24, and number 14 can hopefully finally not be the unlucky number that always has something bad happen to anybody who's number 14. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so Rhea Ripley wins from number one. So she gets the Shawn Michaels treatment. She comes in first, wins the entire thing, goes the goes the whole way. And Cody gets the exact opposite where he's number 30, which honestly, Nia Jax, number 30, perfect call. That's a perfect person to have somebody we're not expecting, somebody who's a villain because, oh, of course, the big bad heel's number 30. What a piece of shit. I hope she loses. But instead, we have that be Cody. We are all, we, and we're all... For all the marks like myself, we all know Cody's co- like, oh, I haven't seen Cody yet. He must be number 30. That also gets rid of the suspense that's created in the Royal Rumble. Like, I like not knowing who's coming out. So when I'm sitting there and the last four people, I'm going, you know, I'm doing my, my Strowman, Ziggler, Zane, Rhodes. And I was correct on Rhodes. I think I Strowman came in like at 28 or something. But Logan Paul was one of those, which I thought – and Omos. I, I forgot Omos had a contract still. So it was – the last couple entrants of the Royal Rumble kind of sucked. Like it just, just because it was a little more predictable. Maybe put a Booker T there. Maybe have Rey Mysterio still do a run in or something. Uh, did, was there a report? Was Rey injured? Or was there? Oh, I lost my mask. I can't go out there. Like we couldn't have Becky Lynch go go onto the ramp and say, "I'm coming in for Rey." Apparently, what I've read at least that Ray was not even there for the Rumble. He was injured, so they just didn't have him show up. So we had a whole spot emptied for him. And the one thing that did kind of irk me now watching back and when I was watching at the time was Kofi. We were talking about, oh, his foot didn't touch the fucking ground, but then all of a sudden he doesn't return back. He just is forgotten as if like his foot did touch the ground and we just didn't see it. So it sucks. We never even knew when Cody got eliminated. Oh, he botched that spot. Kofi, he botched that spot entirely, right? Wasn't he supposed to land on the announce table or something? Like There was something that admit, that went wrong, and the announcers were still trying to sell the, well, he didn't touch it all the way, but since it didn't look as clean as it was supposed to, I can just imagine uh, Vince or Triple H yelling into headsets, bury it, move on, forget it, fuck it, it's over. Like that was just, uh, uh, th- th- that obviously didn't work, just move on. We don't need to. We don't need to go back to that. Uh, is that how Triple H has to – can you see him being Vince and, like, yelling at people? Because with this cardiac event, aren't we kind of worried that at any moment Precious Life can be taken away? I'm sure what he does, he does, like, speaks up and be like, just move off of it, just bury it, make it as if it didn't happen. Kofi got eliminated and people just will forget. They'll just be like, what happened to him? Nothing happened to him. He's gone. Yeah. Just like Ray. Ray didn't exist. We only have a 29-man Royal Rumble. 
can he still do like the, you know, like, tonight uh, I am going uh, to end you. Uh, like he can't even do like that voice anymore. Everything he does has to be on the on impulsive, just kind of, uh, you know, this is me getting intense and, and me getting. Can he still work out? He still looks like he's in good shape. Like when he has when he's no longer able to wrestle because of his heart condition, is he still able to bench press? Because those are about the same difficulty, right? If you're a Triple H. He might not be bench press. I don't know what he, he's got to do. You know, that's what we should have been finding out and asking him at A4 Presser or even on Impulsive. What do you do to work out and stay in this perfect shape that you're in as this amazing athlete? I do a, lot of, do a lot of body weight now. I have a move kind of kind of stop using weights. So what are your thoughts on having the Royal Rumble be the very first match, especially for the men's? Because in my opinion, this was the best match of the night. It was very exciting. It was very long, very lengthy. And... It kind of once you had this and you followed it up with L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt, I thought the whole show kind of kind of suffered after this. So the Royal Rumble was fantastic in my opinion. I enjoyed the whole thing. I know that we I was having Chinese food during the Rumble. So for those who didn't like it, have Chinese food next time. It makes it a lot better. Um, you can't you can't judge my wrestling opinions. Okay, Gino, somebody said that, and it's just gospel, so uh, put a little cross up there. Islandish Catholic is also coming back, Gino. You read, you you were on the conference call today. So after the Royal Rumble, we go into that pitch black match, and that was so bad and cringe and annoying. Uh, even the, the Howdy, like, missed elbow drop, ever, like, uh, it's just a, Ralphie kind of enjoyed it a little. He didn't even like it that much. Like I was trying to like get him to like it because maybe if he liked it, I would like it a little bit more. And hey, look, it's like neon and stuff. He had no interest in that. So, um, that did that ruin the whole show for you, or were you able to just go? That was silly. Next, I was able to still enjoy it again. That spot from the apron to the table, like I think the blockbuster slash neckbreaker that LA Knight did to Brant, that that was entertaining. And then, yes, all of a sudden the match ends with the sister Abigail Bray puts on the mask, becomes what I would assume is Uncle Harper, and then Uncle Harper's just immovable. He's just completely just like the Fiend. He just no-sells kendo stick shots, these lightsaber shots that are just thrown right to his fucking head. He just no-sells. He is a monster again, this new character. And yes, then we had Uncle Howdy, which looked very thin. It looked exactly like Vincent. So I'm just like, this is Vincent. We have Vincent and Bray. This is perfect. <laughs> yes, he did miss the jump. So I'm like, okay, that that's fine. It's just a botch happens sometimes. Yeah. You just move on with it. We have the Firefly Funhouse, the living creatures again. So we are bringing out this Wyatt Six. I'm just excited to see the future with Vincent and Bray. And hopefully we both get to see them talk because those are two of the best talkers in wrestling. Well, and I was watching this with a, with a Jim Cornette fan. So... Like, just imagine, like, the no-selling no elbow drops and kendo sticks. What's the fucking point? If you're going to use a kendo stick, you got to make it matter. But, of course, the fuckheads up there in Connecticut, they don't give a damn. They don't give a damn about making a kendo stick shot matter. Because that's all I thought. Like, it just felt like that's, like, this Ken, like the whole, I put on a mask. You just wear the mask of the whole match, you fucking idiot. So, I kind of hated it. I think I'm like Jim Cornette now. When you watch... So wrestling also varies on like who you watch it with. When I watch stuff with you, I like shitty shit way more. And I'm like, oh, dude, Impact Wrestling is perfect. Brawlbreaker is awesome. Why is Grayson Waller not the main eventer of WrestleMania this year? Like my opinions are different when I watch it with my buddy David. It is a lot more like FTR is the only tag team that's good. Like that's how I feel the whole time I'm watching it with him. It all varies. Like I have a buddy at work who loves Austin Theory. I've never didn't didn't know that was possible. 
His favorite re- his favorite wrestler is Austin Theory, not The Rock, not Stone Cold, not Eddie Guerrero, not even Chad Gable. His favorite wrestler is The Austin Theory. So you just keep meeting like, you know, I there's people out there, okay? There's people like there's people that loved Raw last night. You know, they exist. They're all out there. So people are watching it. I maybe I'm slept. But yeah, I was watching it with the Jim Cornette guy and it made me just hate the match, hated the no selling shit. I hated the elbow. Everything was just so amplified by me watching it with him. I already wasn't enjoying it very much anyway. I'm like, hey buddy, like trying to get my my four year old to like the the neon match and he didn't enjoy it very much. And uh, also in the Royal Rumble, I think I even wrote in our discord, uh, I was a little annoyed. How many women are wearing neon? Is that the new thing? We all got to wear neon green in the match. He hate me it's says that dude looked at Theory's asshole and thought this is where my heart belongs. <laughs> this is it, baby. Neon colors, Gino. Why is everyone dressed the same? You know, I, I'll never forget the Ross report. He hated Austin Aries versus Neville. He hated that match at WrestleMania. When both guys were black, who's the heel? Who's the baby? I'm trying to follow along. And if you're an outsider, if you don't watch this product every day, like you're probably not at WrestleMania getting a lot of new eyeballs on the product, who the hell is the good guy? And I think that's what I felt during this, because uh, everybody looked like damage control. We all had neon. It was awesome. It was just like again a stylized choice. I don't know what the meaning was behind some of the attires. The only person I knew, at least, had reference to anything was the fucking that one superhero. I think Kang the Conqueror is what Jared Gargano tried to dress as, but I had no idea. But anyone knows why they were dressed in all these colorful shits with the meaning behind it was all I knew was Kang the Conqueror was Johnny Gargano. Well, and uh, Zelina Vega was. What was her Bushi or something? Jushi? Jushi Thunder Liger? Some new character for Street Fighter Six, and she's going to be a special commentary you could put for shoutcasting when you play Street Fighter Six. That sounds awesome. I, I have no idea what anything you said. Street Fighter Six sounds great. Uh, make sure when you do go to the Xbox Store, Gino, just this just in. We were talking about it before we went live. Uh, use our promo code Vleeties, and you'll be able to get the free Zelina Vega add-on in Street Fighter 6 that Gino was just referencing. So make sure you go do that. Download Juji, and it's going to be fantastic. You know, you're so welcome for that. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, I enjoyed the match, I feel. It kind of ended out of nowhere. Like, they had they had a hell of a job to follow up that neon bullshit, and then they were supposed to go out there and just have a, a catch-can-style match. I thought it was a well-wrestled match. Alexa still kind of looks like she doesn't give a fuck. Because she's not supposed to have emotion. She's still dealing with this stuff that she thinks that she's in control. She has this power, but the power is coming through this other character that we're slowly going to find out. If it is Uncle Howdy, if it is one of these other whites that she's intertwined with, this makes no sense to me. It's all weird, but hopefully soon we're going to get some closure into what the hell this whole connection is. <laughs> Speaking of connection, if you're listening on the pod, I am recording this in the middle of a winter storm. So, I like, you were a little choppy there, Gino. Not your fault. That's winter storm's fault. I've been getting texts all day from Spectrum. Your internet's not going to work, which I don't know what, what the winter storm has to do with that. But um, the internet is going to be in and out, which was – there was a, there was a hesitation, Gino. There was like, hey, I might just do an – you should have just come over tonight, and we could have just done it live because that's that's the quality of the internet right now here in Dallas. Like trying to watch TV, like anything we're trying to do for some reason when there's snow on the ground, 
we have no power, we have no internet. Like those are the two things that we lose. I remember last that freeze like two or three years ago. I I didn't have uh, internet for like three or four days. I did the whole effing show, and the next day I had no internet. So I, I sucked up the last bit of internet. For those who are watching on Trovo.live slash Bleedies, this is a youngling. Uh, since it is the freeze, I can't go to the gym tomorrow anyway. Um, I'm just going to be drinking beer. <laughs> so, so let's fucking roll, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought the Alexa, Bla- the Alexa Bliss match I thought was okay. I like that they did the ending, like still kind of bringing her onto the Wyatt Six and stuff, as, as you were mentioning. Um what do you think about we? Okay, so we'll do the rumble next. The women's Royal Rumble is after this. Um, I thought was really outstanding. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, kind of knew Rhea was gonna win, but there was towards the end there. I was rooting for Liv anyway. Like, dude, what if Liv Morgan wins the Royal Rumble? Uh, there, there was Oscar was another person that you know my my Jim Cornette buddy was hoping would win. You know, she's the only believable character in the whole fucking thing. So that's kind of what I, I assumed was going to happen was Oscar would get a big win, two-time female Royal Rumble winner. But Rhea's so due, right? Isn't she always in the final two or in the final? And she's the hottest she's ever been as far as uh, character work. And she sounds she sounds way better on the mic. Like her her promo last night on Raw, I was kind of I was rooting for. Her. But the main re- the main reason I bring all this up. Do you think it? She's going for Charlotte now. I know that they already like tied in the rematch. Like it's going to be me versus Charlotte. Why? Why not do her and Bianca? Because that hasn't happened yet. That's kind of our last like. That's our Seth Rollins Logan Paul. Like it just makes sense. Throw that on paper. We haven't seen that yet. This is WrestleMania. Or do you like it more? Like oh, villain Rhea Ripley going after Charlotte. I think it's more because a guy like that she's going to be able to be one of the women that has won all the titles. And she's going to win the SmackDown Women's title by beating Charlotte. The one thing that made no sense was her Raw promo because it was like, I chose Charlotte even though Charlotte chose her because Charlotte won the Rumble. And that's exactly. what made the match happen. Rhea's like, I chose you somehow even though it was Charlotte that chose her. So, again, her promo made, again, if you pay attention, didn't make sense. But it was still a yeah. good promo that she cut. Did she come Still out on this good? Because I don't remember. Did she come out on Raw or something to be challenged? Like I don't remember how it all happened like two or three years ago. So I, I can't remember exactly. But I thought that same thing. I was like, didn't Charlotte win the Rumble and challenge her, or did she come out and go, you know what, Charlotte, I'll have a match with you at WrestleMania? Maybe that's what happened. I don't remember, Gino. I don't either. I just remember Charlotte's. The one who chose her at the end of the day to make the match happen. So Charlotte did it, not you, Rhea. So you got your wires crossed the pro, but you still at least ended it right to set up that you're going to beat Charlotte and be triple crown champion. And how serious are we with this brand split? Because she is she going to leave the Judgment Day? The Judgment Day is on Raw. So are we going to move all of these dudes with her to SmackDown to keep the Judgment Day alive? Like, what else? What else is there to do? Like, why would you have her? On, go for a SmackDown title because it is the SmackDown Women's Championship, which is also the problem with having a branded title. Like when things were WWE and World, you were able to kind of flip them back and forth on different shows. Now that we have a SmackDown Women's title and a Raw Women's title, it just makes you think, well, the Raw one's going to be on the Raw show and the SmackDown one's going to be on SmackDown. Do you think she's going to SmackDown? Do you think she just. Does she not win the title? Does she win the belt, bring it to Raw, and unify it with Bianca? What what, what are the what is the long term booking here? Do we even need a brand split anymore? Like, what else, what what are we doing? I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna 
power of the judgment. They were fit and able to be the tag team of Raw and the Raw tag team title. Well, well, then we had one well, the WWE tag team titles. They're going to beat the Usos. They're going to split those. That's be the Raw tag team titles. Then we're going to have Damian and Dominic and Rhea be on SmackDown because Dominic's got to beat the fuck out of his dad on WrestleMania while Rhea beats the fuck out of Charlotte on WrestleMania. I do see TK saying kind of, you know, oh, Ray's, gonna, Ray's on SmackDown. All of Judgment Day is going to SmackDown. That's not a terrible idea. I almost think we need to get rid of the brand split. Like, it's just, we, I say this all the time because we're not committed to it anyway. Like, we have Roman doing his thing. We have, with Roman having two titles, that means the, blood, the bloodline goes wherever they want. I've seen the Street Profits on both shows recently. It's like, just whenever we need to plug and play, like, oh, you know what? We don't have a spot here. Let's just throw something here. Oh, we'll just, it's unexplained. Like, even when they said, like, the newest Raw superstar, Boogs, I kind of thought, well, isn't it like does is he going to be exclusive to Raw? You're promising me I'll never see him on SmackDown, never, because you know we're going to see him on SmackDown in like two months. Like it's just oh he's somebody we want to get more matches and more screen time, more TV time. We like Boogs. He has a pretty impressive YouTube following. We're going to find a way to use him. So um, all in all, I, I I think it's time. I say this all the time. We either need to go so strict with the brand split. We have. A, two belts for, there's nothing undisputed we don't mess around with that it's one's a smackdown title one's a raw title they never intertwine uh you don't let uh, because it wasn't that the original plan i know that you and i have talked about this before but i feel like listening to all kinds of, uh, of the, the podcast and all the rumors and innuendo um it was supposed to be like they were gonna do like three years originally of the the brands are split they're just completely divided they only like intertwine at king of the ring and royal rumble but in uh, survivor series maybe but other than that we just keep them entirely separated and every once in a while we're gonna have them touch like touch paths but other than that like if you sign a smackdown you're smackdown for three years um, but if we go and like even that actually we go a little bit further and we had the whole idea like what are they gonna do with WCW? there were a whole rumor and you had to be their own show that was even gonna be willing to give it up give up raw and have WWE monday night to be wcw nitro <laughs> and i smacked up the WWE show and have it be a big feud between the two and then that didn't fizzle out because they thought somehow a good match between buff back booker t was a shit match that everyone talks that bad about but if you watch back it was a good contest this could have been something, but they were like, no, this failed. We're just going to scrap the whole idea and have it be two WWE brands fighting. It's definitely better in hindsight, you know. I watched it live, all right? I was a huge Booker T mark. When Bagwell came out, I thought, why the fuck is Buff Bagwell getting a title shot? Like, there were so many other guys ahead of Buff Bagwell. Maybe that was part of the issue was as somebody who just got – like, if you were a WCW fan, you kind of remember Booker T and Scott Steiner were kind of the last world heavyweight title feud. You remember Kevin Nash and DDP were always at the top of the card. So why is Buff Bagwell kind of sneaking into a title shot? Like, if you would have given us Booker T, Kevin Nash – it doesn't have to be a great in-ring contest. It just needs to have that emotion and that story of this has been years in the making. These guys never thought they would wrestle again, and now they're competing for the world championship. Buff Bagwell versus Booker T is literally like, – like just even at that time, like you just imagine Buff – oh, yeah, Buff Bagwell's in WCW. He teamed with Lex Luger to retire Goldberg. But there's not really a belief that Buff Bagwell should have been a main eventer. So you go Booker T, and I know they didn't have really anyone else from WCW that was ready to go. So that's that also is what made it not work, was if you can't get Hogan, Hall, Nash, you don't want to bring in Goldberg yet. All these guys are doing their summer of no worries. They're all getting money from Time Warner. Uh, if you're doing all of that, 
it definitely doesn't seem like I, I don't know. It doesn't like Buff Bagwell. Like we're just gonna we're just gonna throw Buff Bagwell out there. We we had DDP show up what a month later. Why don't we just do DDP? Well, because we wanted to be like, okay, you're the people's champion. You're this big star. We're gonna have you feud with the Undertaker, just completely bury you. Because if you were feud with the Rock, which is what everyone wanted, you would have been buried there too. Because oh, when we feud, see like you're a future star, you're a big star. We put you out there, and we see if you can fucking sink or swim against <laughs> two of our big stars. Yeah, and I know that's like that's also hindsight. I never thought him versus Rock. I always thought Rock was thousand levels above DDP. No, no disrespect to DDP, but DDP at that time, although still a WCW champ, wasn't The Rock. He wasn't Stone Cold Steve Austin. He wasn't Mankind. Like Undertaker was a huge like. That's a huge deal. So everyone always goes and says, like, oh, he should have been with The Rock. The Rock would have buried him, too. Like, if anything, you should have made it, like, I can work with the – there's tons of guys that The Undertaker has worked with that's put them on the next level, like a Jeff Hardy. Like, that ladder match on Raw was fantastic. If Rock, if, if Jeff could just not do drugs for an hour, he would be so awesome. Like, Undertaker – Cena, Undertaker does things with guys that puts him into that next level. If DDP shows up and has really good matches with, with Undertaker – I think that does keep Booker T relevant and keeps him in the top, the title picture. Maybe the stuff with Canyon holds him back. Like they bring him, they put him in a tag team. They kind of redo the Jersey triad and he's got to team up with Canyon and suddenly it's a whole tag team. Maybe that kind of hurt him. But I, I think giving him the undertaker was awesome. And as a kid who was watching at the time, I, when he did the reveal as he was Sarah's stalker, like I was fucking, Whoa, I never saw that coming. So there was also that aspect of it where it's like, could you have predicted that? Like if DDP was number 30 in the Royal rumble, could you have predicted that? No way. So I don't know. I kind of, that's another hindsight's 2020 where it's like, why not just bring him in and have him work with the rock people's champ, people's champ. And then we might as well start like, cause that's what Ricky Starks would do. Like, why am I not fighting the rock? Like everybody would say that. So, I don't know, you know. Yeah, revisionist history. I think WCW was a dead brand. I know a lot of people who there's people today that who loved WWE. Like I remember listening to old TWFSs where Kevin and and Jim Jim hated WCW and they would always kind of wonder who actually watched it. So as soon as these WCW guys were showing up on WWE, no one wanted to cheer for them. But that's also because, like, those were years and years of day. We'd be like, this company, you shouldn't be watching. This is just garbage. These are pieces of shit. We're not even going to respond to them. Not even care about them. We're all just going to talk shit about them the entire time. So you're born to hate these guys that show up and not even have a chance to be like, oh, maybe they're good. Yeah. That's not, that's pretty true. Like, it, and Austin had a lot to do with that, too. I always do that impression where he's always like, well, damn, Vince, we beat these bastards in the ratings for for, for two years. Now they're going to come in and, and whoop us all. Uh-uh. Like, I could see Austin kind of – there was a lot of WWF guys that were like, no, fuck this. I'm not putting over WCW guys. So I think there was a lot of backstage. There was a lot of BSKs happening, Gino, where we always want to blame creative. Let's blame the talent for once. Um, I watched WCW and – yeah, it wasn't my favorite. WCW was always on an hour before Raw. So you'd watch hour number one. Good or not, you'd watch it because it was the only wrestling that was on. Soon as Raw popped on, you were watching Raw. And if you ever flipped over to WCW, you would kind of like, oh, Tony Mama Luke, that's cool. And then you would go back to Raw. You'd see you'd see Mosh and Thrash. You'd see the headbangers. And then the mat- you'd go to commercial and then you flip over and you're like, oh, okay, well, 
Looks like, uh, hey, we got DDP. I like DDP, but we're going to go back to Raw. And then sometimes you go to Nitro and it'd be commercial. And you're like, all right, I'll watch the Monday night game. So, like, there was so much, like, stuff to watch on a Monday night. Oh, let's watch the Lakers. Like, my dad would just kind of flip us around and we would just have to find a place to land. And I do think that WCW was, like, especially towards the end there, like 2000s WCW, no, no one was watching. There was nobody there, I think. Like, And they had a lot of people, like, of course, you know, you can look at ratings and say there were so many people watching, um, and there's and there's also the conspiracy that a lot of people were double counted. So there were like three million people watching Raw and Nitro and counting for both shows. That's kind of what the conspiracy is that there weren't that many people watching wrestling. It was all just double counted. So I don't know. I I, I think that like I know this wasn't supposed to be. We I don't know how we got from Royal Rumble to. Uh, this is how I would have booked the invasion. So, because I think we've done this talk before, like how would you have fixed the invasion? And I don't know if there was a way to fix it other than like why have, like just do vignettes, just just bring in new characters. You don't need to be WCW attacks WWF. Unless, the only way to do that is if you have the top guys from WCW, which they didn't have. So that's why Survivor Series, like Austin's on Team WCW. Yeah, that's the whole thing. All the old way to fix the evasion. Haven't yet set up for this. Wait a few months. And then all these, eight, the contracts expire. Thank you. And then bring them in. Just bring in the real stars. Like, haven't yet set up. Like, this is WCW. Why is there WCW ads on Raw? People will be like, why is this interruption happening? Then setting it up for when we get the full, like, NWO and WCW, the real stars free. That's the only way to save it. But that's yeah. beside the point. We should be talking about the Royal Rumble that just happened. <laughs> that is true. Go to this. Uh, go to our Patreon to hear us talk about the invasion. All right, that's premium content shit. Um, and yeah, and, and I think that's the obvious one. Even Dakota says it. Like the the only way to fix it is to just wait for everybody. You gotta wait for the summer of no worries to be over. You gotta wait till you have Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, even Jeff Jarrett, Goldberg. There were lots of talents that we didn't we didn't really. We had to wait for. We had to wait for these guys to all show up. So we were kind of, oh, Lance Storm's a, a major player. Like it's he. Hey, as awesome as Lance Storm is, he was never like the top guy of anything. So uh, except the Impact players. But I thought I thought Rhea winning made a lot of sense. I think her challenging Charlotte makes a little less sense. I just her and Bianca in my head was such an obvious top babyface, top heel. Bianca's been on an, on an incredible babyface run. And Rhea's on a great on a great heel run. Let's just stick with that. So, I, how would you, Gina? Let me let you you put your Adam Blampede hat on or your uh, Adam Pachiti. Who who are you, like which way are you going with this? I'm Gino from What Culture. Here's how I would have booked the women's championship match. I and I probably would still go with what we're doing right now. Grand Slam Rhea, I think, is a perfect idea. Rhea being another woman to be a Grand Slam champion is perfect idea. Yes, it does seem that we're like a kicky bomb with Charlotte as a babyface, but we could suddenly like, have like kind of tweener Rhea, tweener Charlotte, like, have them both like in between talking shit about one another, like having these great moments that could set up for their match because the match itself is going to be great, like their first match was years ago. I know, I know a lot of people really like that feud. I hated that feud. That was during, like, hey, we're almost back from COVID. That was during that. I just, I only did to you, Charlotte, what you 
We're dating me. I hated that fucking feud. I'm glad it's happening again with more black eyeliner. So it, it, it should be fine. I know it's going to be okay. But we always live in this anti-Charlotte bubble with a lot of people like, oh, Charlotte's handed everything. She's always handed everything. So here we have an opportunity like, hey, Bianca Rhea, let's let's see what we got. And no, we're just going to move. We're going to move brands. We're putting everything on Fox. We're putting the judgment down Fox because they're finally over. By the way, I was watching this Rumble, and when Kevin and I talked about how Seth Rollins isn't over in Vince Russo's eyes, I've never been more right. I was watching that Rumble like no one knows who the fuck these guys are. Like if I show, if I if I turn like my if I was Facetiming my dad like, hey dad, name these guys. He doesn't know who half these fucking guys are anymore. Like it's just not. Like, it, have we lost star power? We're trying so hard to make Baron Corbin a guy. We had to bring JBL back. What's happening, Gino? I don't know what's happening, but I know the real star powers in Impact Wrestling. And the Impact Wrestling has real stars. Now, JB, they can't make stars. They have great athletes. They have people that are like the made stars from before, like AJ Styles, like a Finn Balor. But they are not like as big stars as they are in Impact Wrestling. What are your thoughts on Chelsea Green's return? We finally get Chelsea Green back. We're excited. You and I are Impact Wrestling fans. She leaves Vexed, well, greatest tag team of the year. They should have won a Slammy. Just throwing that out there. We totally botched that, Gino. Now that we got Kevin liking Impact, this next Slammy's, it's going to be so heavy. It's going to be just peppered with Impact. Just pepper the fuck out of it. So Chelsea Green makes her, her dramatic return and is immediately eliminated. Do you like the storytelling that we're going for with that? Or did you expect to see a little bit more of her? Does this spell for her character that she's going to be like, are we setting up for the hot mess gimmick? Like, I'm just trying to be a normal hot girl. And now she's going to freak out because nobody's giving her respect. She is going to be freaking out. Even like her theme, still mentioning hot mess, even though I wish it was the downstate theme song, just because it would have been more subtly connecting to Matt Cardona. But it's a new theme song, new connection with this hot mess character and her being the first woman to have that fast elimination, her making history on her first yeah. night back is a big moment for Chelsea. She is going to be praised like Karen right now. And it's slowly going to develop and slowly go deeper and deeper into like the hot mess, Laurel Van Ness type character, which I'm excited to see again. Yeah. That, that was kind of my, my thoughts too. Cause Jim Cornette, who I was watching you with was you bring back Chelsea green and you embarrass her. That was kind of his initial reaction. But I, I thought the same thing. I thought, well, maybe she's going to make a storyline out of this, like my big return and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to lead to her freaking out eventually and becoming the hot mess. And now we did not see Matt Cardona on this entire card. So, and we did, we did see him on impact this past week, uh, losing again, right? Or, yeah. They lost to Chris Austin, Chris Austin and Ace Bay. So, um, what, what are your thoughts? Is he coming to WWE or are we going to get more of the major players? We know that Myers is there at least until the end of this year. So what's hap What's the next step? Well, Cardona also has indie dates booked. He's not going to be one of those pieces of shit that don't oblige and pro keep their promises. Make promises you can't keep. He keeps those fucking promises. He's the fucking best and the king of the indies. You know, Joe Hendry tried to make a joke, making fun of him being the king of the indies. He truly is, and he's the star. And he doesn't need to go back to WWE and make a paycheck that's going to be less than he makes on the indies today. That is kind of what happens, right? You go to WWE and suddenly, and, and those live events are back, dude. I mean, I'm getting emails all the time. Like, there's live events happening a lot. And I'm not going to all of them. I can only go to so many. Um, as far as that, that female Royal Rumble goes, Roxanne Perez, that was a huge moment. I thought that was awesome. Uh, B-Fab, who I thought I liked. I saw Top Dollar. I thought he got fired. Is this just, this is just snake bit, right? As Conrad would say, this whole thing is just not going well. We can move on from Hit Row. 
we gotta at least adapt some because Ashanti, I know, is the star of this group that they just need to put the rocket to. You and I saw him in NXT. He can work. He can wrestle. You can make him the single star, not just be a tag team guy. He can work. Have Top Doll just be like a monster. Just have him be like a Braun Strowman. We can maybe book that. And be fab. <laughs> Brianna Brandy, I think, is a really good character. She could be a good mouthpiece. She's a decent worker. She was in a rumble with a whole bunch of other women. And she was not really in her element in that time. So. <laughs> yeah, she. when you're training, when you're still in training, you're trying to figure out a collar and elbow tie-up. You're not ready for a, ro- a battle royal like that. Uh, but I think Top Doll is awful. I, and you say I know Ashanti from NXT. I know Ashanti from 205 Live. Okay, I never saw him in NXT. I only watched him fight guys like August Gray and Asher Hale, real talents. Okay, Gino, get with it. Remember NXT or 205 Live was great for a few months there. It was really just it was the the 205 Live OGs. It was it was Tony Nese and Ari Davari, and they were kind of just hey, we're, that was the only storyline that was really on the show was we've been here the whole time, and now we're fighting guys like Asher Hale that nobody's heard of or August Gray, and I was liking these Asher Hales and August Grays. I thought they were doing great. Ari Sterling, as we know, is Alex Zane the Sauce. He was there too, so I really enjoyed that little era. But I think that Ashanti should break away from this. I think this whole thing is just a mess. Get him clear and as far away from hit row as you can. If you had Swerve, maybe that puts like that puts this whole thing together. You know, like we just don't have we don't have our top guy out of this group. They're not really a tag team because it is like a Shanti's a good singles wrestler. Like it was it was meant to be more built like Evolution, and I know that Ric Flair and Batista were tag champs at one point, but it was meant to be more like Swerve is going for major titles, Ashanti is going for minor belts. Top Doll is the heater, and Brianna is the Ric Flair. So that that's clearly what we were going for. And without Swerve, that whole thing falls apart because now we have three below. We have th- they're they're below mid carders. They're like they're down. They're down here. Like the mid card would be nice. They're they're dark talent. They're Velocity Dark. So I don't I don't know, Gino. I I felt bad when she walked out. I totally forgot she existed. I thought she looked horrible in this Rumble. Uh, very very off putting. Zia Lee was somebody that got a pretty big pop in my living room. We were really rooting for her. Um, Zelina Vega also always gets a big pop. We were trying to figure out how she was wearing like paint, but she had a whole bodysuit on. Gito, relax, okay, just relax. So I don't know. I thought, I thought the, the women's rumble was great. Nia Jax's return was fantastic. Was she on Raw? I watched three hour Raw. I don't think I saw her. She was not on Raw, so hopefully she's a SmackDown talent along with the person who was so excited that she's back after her COVID scare. She's finally healthy and ready, and I was Piper Niven. It was fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> I like seeing Even Piper Even they tried Niven. to be like the whole giant spot. I'm sorry. I just hated the whole, like, Tamina got He's great, huge, living legend Tamina, like, have this face-to-face with Piper because they're both big even though like it's not as big of a deal as other people that could have had with the Piper and another legend spot. We had Tamina. You know, Tamina's a great worker. Like, yeah, you love Tamina. It didn't feel right. It made no sense. Yeah, you're you're a Tamina mark. You love Tamina. I think she's past her prime. I think she's really just the, it's it's shocking how that she's still there. Like I say that about a lot of the females because there's guys that we wonder like whatever happened to so and so. The women's division is different where somebody like Tamina has kind of She's like a JTG where she's been below mid-card, below – like, and I'm not saying this is a is disrespect to her. I, I have liked some of her matches, but I'm just – when I'm looking at her, her run and her career, there's been several moments where when you're looking at, oh, we're doing another round of cuts. 
we're going to have to get rid of all these people. And she's one of those names that's never been on the list. So I've always been a little bit surprised by that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, she was in the Royal Rumble. That was nice. You know, good for her. Uh, it made sense to have it, ma- it made sense to have Rhea Ripley win it, though. Like, I like to – Roxanne Perez probably got the biggest pop in my living room for me. Um, and then other people, yeah, Raquel Rodriguez, we were kind of rooting for. We thought that would make sense. Oh, yeah, she can go for – her and Charlotte could have a match at WrestleMania. We can see that happening. But it was just so obvious that it was going to be Rhea Ripley. And she she was outshining everybody, though, to be honest. I was kind of like, wow, she is kind of really good now. And I hated Rhea Ripley. I hated the Judgment Day. Um, and maybe it took one night. So, you know, I heard sounds. Did you hear that? I had to look to that. I go, what the fuck was that? But yeah, I thought it was a pretty good, uh, pretty good performance by, by one Rhea Ripley. So, um, moving on to the main event, Gino. Now when this, so, oh wait, Hardy, what are your thoughts on Hardy, Gino? Is this our new favorite band? Oh, Hardy, I think is an amazing performer. He is. Big worm, thank you so much for the fireball. You said amazing performer, but you meant that in like a Gino way, yes. right? He was a great performer. He's right up there with the Rob side performance we had on Raw that one time. He's right up there. It was just that great performance we got to see from a real true country rock star, Hardy. Dude, this guy was awesome. I like as soon as he started, he like tried to hit a note and I thought, okay, I gotta go to the bathroom. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen. I was so excited. I gotta rehear it with you. Maybe it was just uh Maybe oh wait this isn't it. Do I have to go to Peacock? I was just hoping it would be on. It's sadly they don't have it on YouTube. You do have to go. To Damn, Peacock I gotta go to Peacock. Sell uh, performance. That's how elite this fucking thing is. This thing is awesome. So I I was very very shocked by it. that. This first of all, this was already a long night. All right, I didn't know that we were back to four hour pay per views. I thought we with five matches. This is a five match card. They've been almost four hours. And I know there's Royal Rumble. Well, two of them were already going to be two hours. See, we already knew two and a half hour or two Rumble. Yeah, but one of so them we was already a, knew four. One of them was a pitch black match. I thought that would be quick. <laughs> that would be open and shut. Case. It was. It was a good ten minutes. Ten minute match. I think. Was Dude, entrances. Uncle Howdy's. That was so long. It took up so much time. And I, I. And then of course the the women's championship match that wasn't given enough time. Gino, if you ask me, um, it was such a long show. And then even the main event got like its own hour. So we don't have time for Hardy. Um, it was awful, dude. I hated this. And, and yeah, from the chat, somebody does say there was like 25 minutes between what felt like 25 minutes between some matches. Why do they do that? Why do they have these commercials? You notice that where they have commercials Just to make sure you know that these stars exist. So you can watch the WWE <laughs> network on Peacock to watch them back and see just how great these superstars are. You might've forgotten how great Kevin Owens is. Bobby Lashley is Bianca is. We used to have a Charlotte one, a Sasha one. We used to have all these superstars have ads for you to watch them on Pika. We had uh, we had a Brock Lesnar clip where they were playing stuff from him from 02. And I just thought, good God, like we don't even have new clips. Like everything we're doing is like, I mean, we're really, really setting ourselves back here. We, we should do a little bit more than this. Where is Hardy? Oh, this is great. Hardy's revenge. Weren't you hoping he was going to at least reference that? Doesn't he watch Impact Wrestling? He doesn't need to watch Impact Wrestling when he's a country boy like he is. In, in Texas, we had a great Texas representative of ROW. We got Roe represented with Booker T and Rocks. He was great. Dude, this was, you're, you're right about that. This was a big night for us here in Texas. Where's the display? Where did it go, Gino? But, yeah, I, I thought the whole thing was, was quite hilarious. It was really, like, 
Like I, I was shocked because first of all, we've been we've been here for so long already. We like why are you well why like why are we doing this now? We've already been watching so long. We're already here. You've already sold the event. You don't need to give us anything more. So all I could think is is Hardy paid for this spot. Do you think Hardy paid for it? Well, they did promise this weeks and weeks ago when we had the fucking, uh, what was it, the music street fight with Elias and Solo. So we promised okay. that he was going to have a performance. We had to keep with our promises, just like Macrono keeps with his promises, to show they're equal with their promises so, like Macrono. So I missed, I missed the SmackDown where this was brought up then. Okay, so or, or a Raw. So. Country rock artist, Hardy! Hardy's revenge. Hardy's revenge. Now, first of all, this sounds awesome when it starts, right? Mitch Hedberg is going to kill it right now. Put that shit on! Put that shit on! Takis Flippinoka says we already have Hardy Boys, pal. Not bad for a boy from Mississippi. Yeah, I could buy a Maybach. It was that part. It was that part, you know. A lot of things change. I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I, 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 I've seen enough. At least we, I understand. But at least you got to hear Pat McAfee loving the shit out of this song. That's what made me help, be happy more. Hearing Pat McAfee just so excited, hearing Hardy laugh. so maybe because pat mcafee's there like did, why would they have hot mics is it just because this is gonna suck so we might as well we might as well have fun with it. It's because Pat's always hyped up. He Pat hypes everything up. He's the best. We know, like with Chase Blackmore with Rick Books, Pat helps make every performance better. So he's like, we gotta keep Pat mic'd up hard because we know Pat's gonna make this the best performance of all time. <laughs> AJ said the same thing I said. AJ did lobster in the chat. I definitely went and took a piss during this. That was all I could think to do. Was well, I gotta go pee uh, because yeah, a lot of things change. She knows this song? Nobody. It's, wait, 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 wait. So, wait, what is this? How is this? How did this get out? How do people know about this? Because I listen to Kid Rock. I listen to country music. This guy seems like he's doing that. I, I used to listen to Saliva. I'm getting vibes from them as well for some reason. This is a song people already know? 
Yeah, sellouts on uh, Spotify. Last hour check has about 20 million listens, so it's not that popular. I gotta go, dude. This is a workout song. I gotta go to the gym. I'm gonna re listen to this because I bet it's amazing. Because maybe hearing it, I was also exhausted. Okay. I just got done watching it in the Women's Royal Rumble, and I was excited for my friend Roman Reigns to come out. And then I gotta listen to someone talk about change, and their name is Hardy. So I'm already like, Hardy's Revenge. Hardy's Revenge. This is like that Super Bowl. Was it Lady Gaga? No. Lady Gaga did a Super Bowl. Someone else did a halftime show, though, where we just put on a Metallica Cunning Stunts DVD. And it was awesome. We had such a good time listening to it. Um, but I we didn't want to hear that. So, yeah, even Kevin says this was a J-Tay break. We had to listen to some J-Tay. I'm sure a lot of people were trying to figure out anything else to do. What are your... Why do they still do this? Like, I know that maybe if it was in the middle of the show, like a halftime show, it makes sense. But as wrestling fans, we already know there's one more match. That's the match we all paid to see. This is the one you're you're, you're just prolonging what we want to see and giving us something that we don't want to see. If you put this after the the pitch black match, and first of all, that pitch black match goes on the pre-show, um, so that way kids can watch it on YouTube later. So like this, like this should be should have been way earlier. But we also wanted to make sure we had a moment for people to chill up, be cool, cool down because we know how emotional and <laughs> how big of a moment we have Roman. So we had like have a little moment for like cool these fans down, have a great performance by Hardy that you don't have to like be cheering the entire way through like you will for the <laughs> Roman match. What do you mean like chill out, be cool? Let's have a country rock star sing a song like this. Like, no, we're not chilling out and being cool. This guy's giving it his all, all right? He's trying to rock this place, Alamo Dome, most seats sold ever. And, yeah, he's he's trying to get us hyped up as shit for this main event. But we already are hyped up. We know Roman. We know Sammy. We know Kevin. We know Paul. We know all the, all the players. We're ready to go. We just watched a Women's Royal Rumble. We don't need this song. And, like, remember Pitbull performed at a WrestleMania? Like, like other than Limp Biscuit in 2003. Has there ever been like a performance where we were like, thank God CeeLo played at SummerSlam? I, I brought up Rob Zombie for Edge. That was a great performance we need to see. We also had this chain gang on Raw. We had some great performances. We had the rock and rap battle, which was an amazing concert we had on Raw. Those are so different, we've had though. these types of big moments that hyped us up. Those have us for the rest of the but, show, but those are different. Like like Rob Zombie playing "Never Gonna Stop" to get Edge to the ring. That's different. Like that's part of the entrance. That like no one's coming out. To, like if Kevin Owens came out to the song, I would think, oh, this is cool. Kevin got played to the ring. This could be a Kevin Owens song, but no, that's not what happened here. Like, and you bring up all oh, the the Rock versus Rap. Like even that's different because that's part of a storyline. This is legitimately some record label was able to convince WWE, hey, let our artists play on your show. Because your your rest your fans are probably all rednecks who love this shit. Which, by the way, I probably will like it when I listen to it later, Gino. But when I heard it the first time during a wrestling event, I just thought, why? Why are we doing this right now? Like, it's not an episode of Raw where Union Underground is playing the theme song right in the middle of it. It's literally we're right here. We're about we've already been here for three fucking hours. It's main event time. A lot of things change. This hyped me up, though. When I heard Hardy, this was, like, right. extremely hyping me up for this main event. I was just more excited for Roman versus Kevin Owens. This guy knew how to perform, and Pat McAfee made it even bigger. All right, I'm back on board, Gino. You're right. I'm liking this song now the more that I talk about it. Bigger than I thought it'd be. A lot of things change. I don't like that part. 
But if there's something you should know about me, I'm still the same. Why are you recording that on your phone? Who are you going to show that to? Is anyone going to want to see that? Put your phone down and absorb the moment. Like, just enjoy that you're even there. See it with your eyes. Those, that's the best camera. Redneck, don't give a damn. Ain't afraid to throw a dick. Oh, my Instagram brain alcohol. My cup. Brain alcohol. Wait, 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 wait. Gino. Was there a track? Was there a track doing the actual scream? It wasn't him? Oh, that's you're reading too much into it. Who did the yeah, Gino? This is fucking fake. This is wrestling. I think Corey did the yeah. I think Corey did. He was no. really that nice up for it. Nobody did the yeah. That's annoying. What? What is this? The Macy's Day Parade? Can we have someone come out and do the yeah? There's no one else that's doing the yeah? No, it's Corey Graves and Pat McAfee. They both did the yeah at the same time. It sounded like one person. Dude, that kind Perfect. of bums me out. Like, I don't know. We're, we're, this is Hardy. Like, it, Hardy's revenge. He's going to come back and do the scream in a week. Why would... Whatever. This sucked. All right. Royal Rumble was awesome, though. You talked me into it, Gino. Uh, it took me a while to get there. Got to be honest. I thought I hated this performance. Now it's my favorite. Um, and I thought the main event was really, 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 really good. Now, I knew that... Uh, what's his name? What's the guy's name? Kevin Owens was not going to win this match. You know, it made... It was a little bit of a bum out. Like, oh, well, we've already seen Kevin Owens at, versus Roman Reigns at a Royal Rumble. We've already seen this. We're doing it one more time. We're going to do it one more again. And I thought it was well wrestled. There was only one moment where I thought KO might win. I think he hit a stunner, and I just thought, no fucking way. And it was a no way. He didn't win. Uh, I thought it was well done. Obviously, the whole thing was the storyline that they were doing at the end. So uh, for those who haven't seen it yet, spoiler alert. All right. I know we spoiled a bunch of other stuff, uh, but I know this one is sacred. Uh, Sammy steps in the way. Don't hurt my friend Kevin. He's trying to swing a steel chair. This was like Kevin when uh, JD and the other guy were attacking me. Kevin got in the way. Don't hurt my friend. And, uh, dude, Sammy uh, turned on Roman. It was awesome. What would you think? It was awesome. I, part of me was like, Sammy could finally do this. Something I've been waiting years for. Is Ke Sammy has Kevin on his knees. We can make a call back to Ring of Honor years ago. And Sammy, El Generico gets his revenge with the fucking killer chair shot to Kevin Owens. Do this and change WWE for history forever and have us call back to Ring of Honor. But no, we didn't do it. We had to have Roman take the Shield-style chair shot for a second time now. We always want to reference Shield for the Royal Rumble for some reason. I don't know why. Every year we have to reference Shield. Why? Well, yeah, because that happened in WWE. Why would we reference Ring of Honor from, 20, from what, 10 years ago? We, we already know the storylines, you know. We're not bringing in Ring of Honor from that back then this moment was awesome i didn't even none of my and first of all can you even prove Sami Zayn is el generico like that's something that's been going that's been a rumor for years and sammy's denied it multiple times he said it like on what's that show that you like the bump he's confirmed he's not el generico like why would that like why do you think that would be even a little bit relevant 
I just was hyped for the idea. That was I was just wanting it to be like this could give me some closure for that story. Even though we did have the closure with Cole Cabana being his true friend, because Kevin Owens was not able to be his friend. Steve Carino was the fucking master of my mind all situation, and it was all fucking big work. It was fucking piece of shit. I hated it because I loved it so much, and I was like, dude, it's call back to what I love. Chair shot to the head at a pay per view where he can't do anything about it. It'd be the biggest one, but no. It was fine, though. It was still a great story because Sammy turned on the bloodline. We got the Shield-style bump, and then Jay left, and then Jimmy's like, he's conflicted. He doesn't know what to do anymore. Well, it's a great story. Look, a lot of things change, okay? That's definitely what that song – that's why they prefaced this match with that song to let us know that a lot of things change. Sami Zayn is not sold out. And stop bringing up El Generico. That's not – that's not relevant here because El Generico wasn't involved in this storyline whatsoever. I don't know why you keep bringing that up. Call back to what I love. Well, then tell El Generico to come out of retirement. No one's seen him in years. So I, I don't. Dakota in the chat says he's raising orphans in Mexico, and you should have known that. Other people say that he actually was. Uh, that he was actually, oh shit, like he was son of Havoc and Lucha Underground. They think that was the same guy. So you're 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 way off base here, Gino. El Generico never made it up north to WWE. He stayed in Ring of Honor, and then yeah, the rumors are he either went to Mexico, he went to Japan. Some I don't watch NJPW strong, but I heard he might be one of the guys there. Uh, so it's definitely not Sami Zayn. All right, that would be obvious if it was him. So get get with it, Gino. So. I don't know. I thought it was a good way to end the show. Sammy and like Sammy laying there with Kevin and then you have Jay leaving. And But we go to Raw and Cody wants Roman, right? That's the only person you could challenge he for. He hate me, says Geno's been working for months now, but he just won't get an apartment to stop being a fat burden. He hate me. That was rude. And you got me in trouble with my friends JD and the other guy. Because he didn't he isn't he the one who made the comment about domestic violence and I giggled like oh this guy's laughing about this I was just laughing at how absurd the TTS was okay guys settle down obviously domestic violence isn't funny you fucking idiots so Gino and and by fucking idiots me and my friends or hey my best friends those are my guys Gino because you know they would love me um yes so Rome so we're gonna do Roman versus Sammy at Elimination Chamber right. And that's going to – are we going to just move right on to Roman versus Cody? Are we going to try and split some titles here? Because Cody wants the WWE championship. Cody wants the big one. He doesn't want universal nonsense, but he did mention undisputed WWE universal champion, right? Yes, and that's why I'm not thinking that Sami Zayn's going to get title opportunity. Sami Zayn's just going to be killed off, be off television, be no more. And then he might cost Roman the title at WrestleMania for Cody to win. Oh, that, I mean, that could make sense. I already saw from our friend Raj Geary at Wrestling Inc. that it's it's supposed to be Sammy versus Roman. Like, what other match do you put there? Do you really not have Roman wrestle until WrestleMania? That's what I would do. I would say, like, have Roman be that even bigger special attraction. I'd be so much a piece of shit saying, like, you know what? I'll defend my title on SmackDown against Sammy tonight. Like, on this Friday night, he'll defend against Sammy so he doesn't have to defend in the elimination chamber. Beats the fuck out of Sammy since he's still hurt from... What happened to the Royal Rumble? And then we don't have any match at Chamber for Roman because we already have a Chamber match for the U.S. title. It's Well, no, it's not going to be a Chamber. you got to have other matches. It's going to be singles. One-on-one, Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. We just had a Royal Rumble pay-per-view that didn't have Sami Zayn or Roman Reigns in it. So let's have them fight at this pay-per-view with the belt on the line. Kevin just lost. Uh, you don't think that's what's going to happen? You don't think we're going to get Sami – like, we're really gonna just wait for for Roman Cody. Like, what what other matches do you have in this elimination chamber? 
I feel we could do so many other bigger matches for like the women's match because yeah, we know Charlotte's not going to lose her title, so Charlotte's just going to stay champion. We don't need to book any match for her at the Chamber because it's set in stone. Charlotte, Rhea, Roman, Cody. So Roman doesn't need to have any challengers until WrestleMania. So we could just have like a SmackDown title defense where he just buries the fuck out of somebody who gets an opportunity because they won a battle royal that same night, just like when Brian Nelson won. The elimination chamber match in that same night, he gets buried by Roman. They so did they announce the women's cha- chamber too? Did they they said that last night, right? We're gonna do because in my head you would do a women's chamber to to see who's gonna fight Bianca since Rhea's gonna fight Charlotte. Uh, that's what I would do. Uh, but why a U.S. championship elimination chamber? They're really like Gino Fetch is never gonna happen. All right, stop saying it. We're not gonna take the U.S. championship seriously. Especially when Austin Theory is the guy that holds it. I know they want us to think it's the new WWE championship, but it's not. It's the U.S. championship. Jamie Noble had a match for this belt. So why are we – we're never going to be able to rub the stank off of it. We know which belt we all want. We want the big one. Stop putting this – like, don't make us think this belt is that important. This belt is finally that important. That's why I'm excited to see Rick Boogs or Montez Ford winning that title, get that big moment that they need to be a true single star. Montez Ford should have won the Rumble. I don't know if I could throw that out there. That would have been a big surprise. He got a big pop. We were all loving him. We thought he got eliminated way too soon. He could have been a Final Four type of guy. Uh, Docs came out just confirming he's the Marty Jannetty. We felt so bad for him. Like I was shocked they were both in it. You know, like a lot of guys, Sami Zayn was not in this Royal Rumble, but we got both Street Profits in it. We got Otis and Gable. Uh, Shinsuke's still in Japan, I assume. We didn't get any Shinsuke. So, like, kind of an odd. Like Perry, like we were ready for Tez, aren't we? I know that in wrestling we try and not break up tag teams too soon. We're, it's been way too long. We're ready for Tez. And that's why we're excited to see Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins be in this chamber match where it then it gets down to the final three. It's Montez, Angelo Dawkins, and Rick Books. We're going to get a new U.S. champion. Who will it be? And it's either going to be Rick Books or Montez Ford. All right, Gino. So big takeaways from – so other big takeaways. Obviously, we're doing Seth versus Logan at WrestleMania. That's kind of an obvious pairing, right? That makes sense because they had the spot in the Rumble. I think they even asked Seth about it last night. Um, you nodded your head. You don't think that's what's going to happen? It's possible. I think like they might set that up and it would be a big moment. And I don't want to see that. I don't know who I'd want to see Logan fight besides Cena, but Cena most likely is going to fight Austin Theory. So I don't know. Yeah, because if you're trying to pick your dance partners – I don't think I'd want to see Logan versus uh, anybody else. Like at least Seth can kind of. I don't know. I don't really like Seth either. Uh, good, good point. Is Cena for sure having a match? He should. I feel like it. I hope he does. And I think him versus Theory. It doesn't even need to be for the U.S. title. So that's why I'm thinking like Theory could lose the title here at the Chamber to somebody like a Rick Boogs, Montez Ford, even Seth Rollins, maybe. Or a Lashley. And that could. Or Lashley and Lashley build up the Hurt Business, have this be a big moment for their group to start to reform. I don't know what they could do. Then you could do Lashley Lashley Brock for the U.S. title at WrestleMania. Doesn't that just sound wrong? Are we really going to start treating like, oh, this U.S. belt, Lesnar's the U.S. champ? Are we doing this? Well, I don't know if they're going to do that. I think with Brock, it's going to be Brock Walter versus I for the intercontinental title. We got to make the intercontinental title even more prestigious too by having Brock versus Gunther for. That's what. I'm but we haven't. Do. But we're in the middle of Lashley Lesnar, aren't we? That's not done. Well, we're in between that. Like it could be Lashley Lesnar then transfers into 
Lash lagging into Brock and Gunther because of them being all three involved in Brock Lesnar's elimination. And Lashley's kind of, they're both kind of baby faces too, so it would make sense to kind of separate them and have, have them fight heels for a little bit. But I, I, I just feel like we're in the middle of that. Every, every time they're, they're on TV together, they beat each other up. So that's got to lead to something, and I'm assuming that's WrestleMania. Like, why wouldn't it? They, they only wrestle at Royal Rumbles, Crown Jewels, and WrestleManias. That maybe you're right. Then I need to figure out like what they're gonna do with Gunther because Gunther Braun, we don't need to run that back. No. We don't need to run Gunther Sheamus back. We could, but maybe Gunther Drew if they want to make that more prestigious because I don't know what they're gonna do with Drew this. Maybe yeah, season. he needs Gunther needs to beat somebody big. Like he needs to have a or he could even lose to Drew. That would be fine as well. That would be a huge match too to have him lose to Drew. Or have him in some sort of a triple threat with Samoa Joe. I don't know. We're going to have to figure this out, Gino. We're going to have to bring in somebody special to put over Gunther. Or he's going to be in a six-man tag. It's going to be the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium again. So don't think that might not happen because it probably will. So uh, Cody going going for Roman makes total sense to me. Judgment Day going to SmackDown also makes sense. Thank you guys for making convince me of that. Logan, Seth, that sounds good. I'm not against that idea. Um, Chad Gable losing another match. Chad Gable sucks. Um, kind of makes me upset. Don't you think they should? Can we be doing more with Chad? We could be doing more with Chad and Dolph Ziggler. We just would have them be in a feud against each other, have like wins back and forth, and have them both look good and great wrestling matches. Candice LeRae had a match on Raw. That was fun. Boogs is back. That's a good time. I'm just kind of going through Raw, see if you missed anything. What is up with The Miz? The Miz was just, he had to wrestle that match in a suit. Um, what are what are the like? Because he's another guy. Like this is a former WWE champion, two times, the only two-time Grand Slam champion, as you like to say. There's like a lot of reasons why we should do something better with the Miz, but he just jobbed out in a suit to Boogs. Are we gonna do Miz? I hated this Dexter feud. I think it hurt Miz a lot because it was really it was Hulu Raw hated it, so I didn't see it very much. What I did see, I thought was cringe and stupid. Did you enjoy enjoy that? I enjoyed seeing Boogs come back and just beat the shit out of the Miz. I'm just, I don't know where this could lead for the Miz. Because, yes, he seems to be this coward who wants his opportunity, keeps on wanting his opportunity, opportunity. Kind of like Seth was last year, which gave us the Cody match. It's like he wants to probably have that WrestleMania opportunity, this WrestleMania moment that we probably won't know who the Miz is going to fight till WrestleMania. Day of. Right. He, well, he, and Triple H is rumored to maybe even bring back the money in the bank, right? Isn't that kind of another thing? Like Miz could be chucked into that at WrestleMania. There's, we got a long way to go. So you mentioned Gunther. He could be in a Money in the Bank match. So we'll see what we do. That was an easy tool at WrestleMania for 10 years. Like, just throw who's not in a big marquee singles feud, throw him in the Money in the Bank. It was a really good feature, I thought, at WrestleMania. Um, you could do one for guys and girls. That makes sense. It's easy, easy way to get everyone on the card. Are we doing one night or two night Mania this year? It is going to be a two-night mania, but that's why, like, if Gunther's going to be in it, that means he would have to lose the title, too, and we don't know yet what they're going to do with the IC title at the Elimination Chamber. Maybe we're going to have three Elimination Chamber matches, one IC, one US, and to determine the Raw Women's Championship number one contender for WrestleMania. Uh, Sheldon Benjamin wrestled in that match with, as the Intercontinental Champion. CM Punk was Intercontinental Champion when he was in the Money in the Bank. You can be Intercontinental Champion and not defend your title at at a at a you know at a WrestleMania, it happens happens quite frequently. Gino, I, I think we'll be okay. I think we can throw these guys into Money in the Bank to show, hey, this guy is holding the next in line championship, which is what those belts are, the next in line titles. Okay, so stop telling me the U.S. titles is important as the undisputed. Um, 
You can put all the elimination chambers you want around it, and why not do that? Let's just do three elimination chambers. That's it. As soon like you you said that, like let's just burn the fuck out of it. We only get it one night a year. We don't do it any other time of year anymore. It, it, I think it'd be okay to just throw it here. Oh, three of them every single match elimination chamber uh, lockdown style. Did you hate the lockdown pay per view, Gino? Can we talk about Impact? Fuck WWE. Um, I was a fan of the lockdown pay-per-view, and I was I would love if maybe we decided since it basically this is basically a terror dome or the steel asylum without the hole, we could just have singles matches inside the elimination chamber as well. You don't need six men, just two men inside it. You have all four pots, you could break them in every single match and then just bring them right back up ready for the next chamber match. I like We could lockdown. do that, we could do it for steel cages, it'd be great. I liked I liked lockdown. I thought it was a like cause all the old timers talk about how you know, oh, you build to a cage match. It's like, well, this isn't the territories, okay? Sometimes, like, that's what made lockdown fun is, hey, this match isn't even that, like, every match is in a cage. So even if it's just a basic tag match, these guys are just, yeah, we're number one contenders. You're going to be in a cage. It was just one night a year, every single match, six sides of steel. And I really enjoyed that because, yeah, you there would be rent and all the the X Division X skate matches to start the night were always really entertaining. I have uh, I'm an Ultimate Insider. I might have to watch some old school lockdown pay per views, but I was always I'm always shocked to hear like like Bruce Pritchard and Eric Bischoff and all of and AJ Styles, all of these guys who I assumed liked lockdown. They're all sitting there like, what a dumb idea for a show. Every match in a cage. T values the cage match. What's wrong with you guys? Dakota in the chat, AJ versus Abyss Lockdown 05 watch along right now? Question mark. If it wasn't 20 degrees, we would do it. Gino, my, my toes hurt. Damn, I understand, man. And if we watched any match from a lockdown, we got to watch, even though we hate it, the match after was better. They're the match between Chris Harris, James Storm, Blindfold, <laughs> Steel Cage match. We got to watch that with the people. Yeah, I enjoyed Lockdown because, yeah, you'd even have silly – they would even add extra stipulations to try and make – well, everything's in a cage, so this one's going to be a bull row match in a cage. Like, just kind of a, a fun night where we have the cage around the ring the whole fucking time. I, don't, I didn't realize, oh, cages are so sacred. We're not allowed to use them in this way. And I liked having, yeah, just random X Division Fatal 4-Way. Hey, there's a cage here. Uh, really, really fun uh, pay-per-view. So fuck these guys. Fuck these old-timers who don't know what they're doing. Who, who did Bruce Pritchard ever get over? Am I right, Gino? I'm right. He thought Jeff Jarrett never fucking drew a time, but Jeff Jarrett was the biggest reason why TNA did so well. I watched Raw. I don't remember Bronson Reed versus Dolph Ziggler. Why were neither one of those guys in the elimination or in the Royal Rumble? I don't know why neither of them were in the Rumble, but at least we know Bronson Reed gets to be in the elimination chamber, which is going to be a great moment, even though he's not going to win. He might. It's for the U.S. title. No, like no one gives a shit. You can do whatever you want with that title, and it's not getting like in my eyes, not getting over Gino. He he's the perfect U.S. champion. He's not quite a main eventer yet. So have him with this U.S. title and fight some other guys, maybe make him more relevant. When you already have a made guy like a Seth Rollins competing for the mid-card title, it's kind of like a step back. I always look at it like a regression. You always want to be on the top. Once you start settling for the middle belts, it kind of shows I'm working my way back up to the top. But Seth should be on the top, like if he's as over as everyone tells me. And that's why what I'm saying is this match is going to be for Montez Ford or Rick Books. This is going to be their moment. Rick Books is going to gorilla press Bronson Reed to eliminate him. And what did you think of this main event? Because even as I was watching a, a little bit of it with Kevin, it felt like it should have been a bigger deal. This is Cody Rhodes' Finn Balor. 
Bullet Club. Like, this has roots. We could have built to this match. Talk about building to a cage match. We could have built to Cody versus Finn. We just get it on a random night after Rumble. And what'd you think? Like, it, it just felt like it was missing something for me. Obviously, this Judgment Day shit all over the place kind of ruins it. Ever since Cody Rhodes returned to WWE, I set up in motion the idea because even though Finn was the U.S. title at the time, I was like, we set up Cody versus Finn because we need to prove that he can beat the fucking is better than the elite, better than the Bullet Club, and have this big moment. I have a big pay-per-view match, Finn versus Cody for the U.S. title. Then Cody got hurt and had this whole big long-term feud with Seth that ruined that possibility. But now we got it on a Monday Night Raw, which I was like, this is going to be great. This is what I wanted. But then the shenanigans outside the ring ruined it to me. It was like, this is yeah. too much. It just should have been a clean singles win for Cody to beat first Bullet Club leader so they could beat the second Bullet Club leader, AJ Styles, next. Maybe with, maybe the reason they have all this ha-ha around the ring is so later on we can do singles match. No, no touchies on the outside. It's just straight up heel versus baby face singles match. And maybe that's why, hey, this was just, we promoted this same night. We're not going to treat it like it's that big of a deal because in, in all honesty, it should be much bigger of a, of a match. This They could build to this and have this main event a pay-per-view, not just kind of throw it away on a Raw. Remember when I was upset when Speedball came out to challenge Josh Alexander and I thought, why are they wasting this? They shouldn't be doing this yet. And then it was an hour-long almost draw. It was an amazing match. It was so awesome. Remember that? I do remember that. And I just saw like the time before Raw. I was like, this is the main event. They're not going to give these guys that much time. Right. We're not going to get an hour-long classic like we would in Impact. But at least it still was a good match. Cody, they didn't have to do the whole three Cody cut like fucking Crossroads because that takes away from him when he does it at the paper because he did it on this Raw unless he has to take four to beat him. But who knows? We look and, forward to their next match. And then uh, before we do ride off into that glorious sunset, um, what's it called? To talk impact, Rich Swan Is Rich Swan number one contender again? Is that what I got from, from this Yes, Rich shooter? Swan won the golden six-shooter match, so he gets to face Josh Alexander, no surrender in the main event, which I'm actually really excited for. Dude, that is going to be awesome. Kevin's going to be there. Tyler's going to be there. You and I are going to be watching. What night is that? R remind me, am I going to be in California that night? That is February 20-something. I think it's a, it's a Friday, so I think it's 23rd, 24th. 24th, okay. All right, Gino. Does that mean there's going to be no SmackDown's third hour? I don't believe it's going to be SmackDown's third hour that Friday night. We're not going to have that. We're going to see what we're going to do. Maybe we won't even have any after-show thing. It all up depends on what Kevin's up for, if he's willing to do it after he gets home from the show and after Tyler gets to his hotel. we got to figure out what we're going to do. If nothing at all, we could all just be enjoying Impact and just discussing it in the Discord. Dude, I'm looking at I'm looking at the calendar. I'll have to run it by my boss and see if there's any. Or we might be doing uh, what'd you call it? No surrenders fourth hour. I mean that could happen. So I'll have to take a look at the calendar. I know that for sure. Slapnut says he's he's gonna go live and talk about Rampage. So maybe maybe we'll have a, a, a plethora of shows to choose from. Tyler's saying impacts third hour with me and you. I think that that might be where this is all leading to eventually. I'm an ultimate insider, Gino. So. I mean, I do get those those episodes like twenty minutes after Impact starts starts airing live, you know. 
Same as me, 30 minutes after Impact starts live, you and I can watch it free with no ads after 30 minutes when the show starts. I got Ultimate Cyrus as well, so I can watch it during work. I just have it on the background, keep up with what's happening at Impact every yeah. Thursday if I work that and day. And there's a lot of stuff on there, so you're probably going to enjoy a lot more of it than I. Like, there's times where they're like, Ultimate Insider's exclusive, and it'll be like an interview with somebody. And I don't watch it, but I'm assuming, Gino, you're going to be all over it. I'm assuming you're going to be loving the BTI. Oh, you're going to be so so balls deep in Impact Wrestling. It's going to really change your life, Gino. Um, Tara was back. Tara made her big return on Thursday. Uh, remember, she showed up at the last rodeo, and we kind of thought her career was over. But she wrestled a match, Gino. Um, that was awesome. <laughs> it was. It was awesome that Santia Morella made that Giselle Shaw surprise party that we didn't know who it was going to be. It could have been somebody. It could have been anybody. Giselle was not happy, but her match, I keep forgetting his name, was excited. like, this is going to be big. And then it's end up she turned on Giselle Shaw and hit her with the... What is it called? It's not the Widow's Peak. It's the fucking... That guy's name is Jai. You, it's Jai something. You always forget that guy. He's he's a he's the gay I dude. I forget her stylist. Her stylist yeah. and cre uh, content creator consultant. Because she's trans and he's gay. Like They're like this little team that was perfect together. And they ruined it. Why'd they ruin that? Jai something. What was his name? Jai White? I, can't, I cannot remember. So you and I both can't remember, but we know that Giselle Shaw teamed with Tara because Santino and Giselle was just so much of a prima donna that she won the spotlight the entire time. So Tara just said, fuck this and hit her with the TNA versus the Widow's Peak. Which <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting that name of it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the spider web. So Gino, it's 20 degrees in here. We have a plethora of stuff to do. Um, Tomorrow, after Dynamite, the whole effing show, I'm going to be in here for three hours. I'm going to be dressed much warmer because this was like a demo. It's still storming outside, apparently. That's why the internet's also pretty fucked. So I think we about covered we, – we went deep in the Royal Rumble. I was excited because I don't really watch a ton of – I haven't watched a ton of WWE recently. I've been kind of just skimming through Hulus. So it was nice to watch a full Royal Rumble, including the Hardy performance, and then being able to watch a full Monday Night Raw. I do not remember that Bronson Reed thing. Maybe I was putting Ralph to bed at that time. I do not remember that. So that was – I'm going to go back and watch that. I bet it's not on Hulu Raw, though. So uh, it probably isn't. Every time I skim Raw results after watching it live, I try and – I play a game like – uh, what got deleted from Hulu Raw? Like, that's definitely, like, you try and figure out, like, Boogs, that's cut from Hulu Raw for sure. I like Boogs. I'm not saying it shouldn't be on there, but it definitely got cut. Um, Candice LeRae probably got cut. I'm assuming that got cut. That's not really, that's not really relevant to any major storylines right now. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That definitely got cut. Usually three things are cut. Corbin Gargano, that probably got cut. So, yeah, I think I cut the three things that needed to be cut. And I think we solved it, Gino. So, we did it, Gino. We survived. Uh, we did not, you know, we, we didn't let the haters get us, Gino. Part of me just wanted to lay in bed all day because the haters came after Kevin and I. But we had a pretty good time tonight. What do you say? We did have a great time tonight. I'm excited for Dynamite where we have Timothy Thatcher, Toothless Timmy fighting Brian Danielson in an amazing contest. But then we're going to have an amazing impact and then a decent Raw by SmackDown after Royal Rumble. But then we have Vengeance Day, which the real main event, the two out of three falls match, Apollo Crews versus my boy, the greatest of all time, Melo. Melo never misses. He's the fucking best. He's the future of WWE, Carmelo Hayes. And Dakota in the chat, Boogs is fucking huge. Yeah, but dude, Boogs and Juji Mufu are like two of my favorite guys to watch on YouTube. Like, I know we talk a lot about wrestling YouTubers. I'm loving Juji Mufu videos. The way they work out together, Boogs is hilarious. He's super funny. 
Uh, and I, I love watching them do stupid shit in the gym. It's fantastic. Some, it's some classic meathead shit. So we definitely need to talk uh, some more meathead shit going forward. I'm bringing back the Islandish Catholic. My brother and I are talking about doing some sort of a music discussion where, you know, he's, I want him to be a gigging musician. I want him to go on tour. I want him to play shows every weekend in San Diego. I think that would be really good for him. Cause he like he talks about his job and he's like ah I just I'm destined to be a failed musician my whole life I think and I'm like don't just play some music somewhere start a band make it work like he has a band but they don't all live in the same city make a band in your city and do it so that'll be exciting there's lots of stuff in the works you know uh, storm seems to be getting pretty good right now I don't know if it's picking up on the mic but. You and I have done it. We've covered it all. And what do you say, Gino? I think it's time. Any parting words before we go? I'm just excited that we do get Eric Bugenhagen back, and I'm excited to know that you do watch his YouTube videos like I do, his two-minute short, long videos where he just is so hyped up in the gym, proving us and just inspiring us to be like him. Well, and even like when he, he was reviewing Juji's uh, new like home gym, he's got all this awesome equipment, and Boog's is like, the fuck is all this? This isn't a gym. And he, like, finds some rocks outside and starts working out. So I'm loving Boogs. I'm loving Gino. Oh, I didn't pull up our awesome song, Gino. So I, I've been – every time we get done, I sing this all day. Like, I I know that it's – and you said this is one of the worst songs in TNA history. Have you changed your mind? Do you want to redact that statement? It's still getting up. There. It's slightly getting better. It's almost as good as Iron Man from Jimmy Hart for Vince Russo. No, oh, this is the one, dude. It, like, this, this is awesome. I, I, the fact that it's such a clear – knockoff I, I mean i gotta go to a bar and play this and just see what people do i want to see reactions do you think tolbert's is open gino we should go it's a snowstorm i'm sure everywhere is still open to us though so i'm sure no places are closed right now at all all righty those younglings were fantastic highly recommend i didn't really like them during the royal rumble i'm a bud light guy i had like six bud lights so then my buddy brought a 12 pack of these younglings and i was not super i didn't like them that night but tonight they're perfect i think it's the snowstorm i got a little heater on my feet gino it didn't do shit tonight. Like, look at this. I bought this at Home Depot, and it was one of the cheaper models. It's like, it's not like the best heater in the world, but it feels good on my face. That's hot. I don't really like that. Good. At like least that. it does work. But, man, with you being a B-Bud, like, I, what about B-Double-L's? So what about limes? What about limes? I didn't hear any of that. What was that? B-Double-L's? You got to talk about B-Double-L, motherfucker. Well, you like Bud Light, but what about Bud Light Lime? Oh, I don't like Bud Light Lime. I feel like that's they made that for the for my wife. My wife loves uh, my wife loves Bud Light. Kevin, we should get you one of these. It's for like a bath. You could put this like, no, drop it in the water, but put it near the bath to keep you warm. Are you a Bud Light Lime guy, Gino? Isn't that just Sprite for adults? It's basically spread for adults, but it has that good taste. I really do you like, like B-double-L's. All right. Yeah, I'm like Stone Cold. I like B-double-L's like Stone Cold. He, but he also likes regular Bud Light. I'm going to throw that out there. I know that you think the marketing is, well, he drinks it. Uh, I think it's awesome. I think it's hilarious that you enjoy Bud Light Lime so much. I'm, I'm going to have to get some. When we went to the rodeo, my wife, was, was she doesn't like any beers really that much. She likes Blue Moon, but they didn't have that, all right? This is Shit Kicker Rodeo. We didn't have... Bud Light, or we didn't have a Blue Moons, so she gets, um, she gets a Bud Light Lime, and she has it. And she drinks it. She goes, "This is really good." So she had like three Bud Light Limes, dude. Put that shit on. That's what you gotta do. Bud Light Limes the best. Put you Ricardo, those beat up those. Damn it, I, damn it, Ricardo, I dr I drink them all. Like, oh, they're just 
Look at this. Oh, shit, Gino. I almost broke some glass in here. All right, Gino. We were born and raised in the USA. Thanks for listening to the Wrestling Journalists. We'll be back tomorrow for the whole fucking show immediately following AEW Dynamite. Thank you guys so much. Let's, let's do it, Gino. Please love you, man. We did it. Love you, Chino. Your, your package is shit, by the way. It's coming. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Michael. Slap it. Cassidy, Tyler, Spider, Taka, Slippy, Noki, TK, Tukon 91, Zodiac, Dakota, The Red Arcasia, AJ, Deluxe, Ayako. Thank you guys all so much. Thank you.